we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast, powered by b-herd.io. I am Simone Roche, and whilst Sam is taking a well-earned vacation in New York City this week, I am lucky enough to be joined by the award-winning and inspirational Amanda Newman, who is the founder of Career Mum. She's had a 20-plus year career in IT at Shell, Microsoft, and now Excel. She has brought up four young children, including identical twin boys, was shortlisted on our Northern Power Women Awards Mentor of the Year and recently won the We Are The City Rising Stars Editor's Choice Award as well. You've been busy, Amanda. Welcome, welcome. And thank you so much for being co-pilot. I love this. It's such an honour to co-present with you, Simone. Love it. Thank you for inviting me. And you are such an inspiring human. You know, I love the career mum that you have set up. I love the fact that it is for all. You know, it explicitly says that. You have, is it 5.9 thousand members on your, or yeah, your career just mum? just nudging up to 6,000. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? I love on the on the, the webpage, there's a fantastic quote. We all love Brene Brown, don't we? You know, for sure. And it's sometimes the bravest and most important thing you can do is just show up. You most definitely have shown up today. And uh, you're going to share with us, aren't you, sort of some of your personal reflections. But tell us first about the career mum, because it is wonderful, isn't it? I just love the career mum. And um, I never dreamt that it would grow into what it's become today when I founded it um, just over three years ago when I was taking redundancy from Shell. I'd been there a long time. I was a bit sad, had an amazing executive coach, Amanda Davin. I said, you know, I want to give back some more and I want to share some of my knowledge and I want to connect my network because the power of the network, I mean, you're the, the most brilliant champion of that, Simone. It's just incredible. And it started off and it's just grown organically and it's grown to something that's just a really supportive and kind an empathetic community. Every choice is valued. Um, whatever you choose to do with your, your life, we just want people to be the best they can be. And I've got an amazing team of admins, about eight mad admins who support me to run the group, including career coaches, a fantastic male ally, Paul Porter, people from different, you know, a, a stay-at-home parent, people who do lots of different things to bring diversity of thought. And, and people who aren't parents as well, which I think yeah. is really important yeah. as well. It's a very inclusive, I always say Northern Power Women's a mischievous brand because it's about all genders, all sectors. But, you know, I think yours is also a, an equally mischievous and inclusive brand. Yeah, there was so, so much debate when I launched it and called it the career 
career mum. Basically, it's for everybody, anybody who wants to support and empower women to reach their potential. I'm the career mum, so that's my identity. And this brand is based off that. So um, yes, everybody's welcome. And we need more men, actually. We need more men. Yeah. We've got about 4% men at the moment. And I think that's always, that's always that ambition, isn't it? So let's do a shout out right now. We need the advocacy. It's not, we're not about creating echo chambers, are we? You're not about, ec- you know, it, and I love yeah. some of the conversations I see in there because they are very, um, very supportive. And I think they're very powerful and very positive. And sometimes, you know, you can't go on it every day, but when you do look at it, I do feel like there is that real sense of people bringing their whole selves into that conversation. And Paul, I, Paul Porter, who I've never met, but I, you know, he totally is there, isn't he? He's there. He's visible. Oh, he's and, yeah. you know, what a great champion and what a great role model. And you and I are both big fans of role models. And right now, I think you are uh, an amazing, uh, awesome role model because recently you've, you've had some challenging news to deal with, haven't you, Amanda? I have, yeah. And, and I debated whether to share this here or not. And then um, my experience through finding this difficult news in, about four weeks ago, um, I, I was courageous and thought I wanted to own my communication and how I engage with my stakeholders at work. So I sent an email to about 150 of my colleagues at work. And the support that I've had has been tremendous. So um, I found out about four weeks ago that I've got breast cancer. And um, it's been tough. I told my kids on Monday um, and it's, I'm gonna be fine. Let me just start by saying that I'm gonna be absolutely fine. We found it really early, um, but I do need major surgery. Um, So on the 27th of June, I'm going in to have a big operation. We'll find out after that whether I need chemo. Um, But if I do need chemo, I'll have it and it will all be gone and it will be fine. I'm really reassured by my consultants that that's going to be okay. But when I first found out that I potentially had breast cancer on my own in a a, um, breast cancer clinic, I'd gone on my own, thought it was going to be a two-hour appointment, turned into six. And... I didn't know what to do and I could not think of any, I'm, I'm, like you just said before, Simone, I'm a big fan of role models and I have known women in my career who have had breast cancer, but I don't remember them ever discussing it, at least not with me and not openly and it shouldn't be a taboo and it's nothing to be ashamed of and one in eight women, the stats, the US stats say one in eight women will get breast cancer and then I looked around me and I thought, I, I don't know what to do with work. Work is a huge part of my core being. And I didn't know what to do. So um, I got home about five o'clock that night and I phoned uh, three of my direct and indirect line managers and told them because I thought well, there's no way I can go to work on Monday with this hanging over me. I had to wait a week for results. And they were amazing. And and, and I, I could have just kept it to myself and kept it in my shell. But actually, then I wouldn't have had that support from them. And I would have been panicking Monday morning that I had to go to work. Um, and they understood. And I've kept them really looped in from the very beginning. Um and so I think my first observation through this journey, and I'm still at the start of my journey, um, and, and often people say, well, people then sometimes look back and they share how their journey was, but they don't share it real time from the beginning. Um, be courageous, be vulnerable. You will be amazed by the power and strength that you will get from other people. The notes that I've had from colleagues at work, I'm actually putting them into a book and I'm going to take them to, into hospital with me because I'll have five days in hospital with no visitors allowed. And I'm just going to I'm, I'm going to re- reflect on that book and reflect on the love that I'm getting from my my colleagues. I've only been there just coming up to two years at the end of September. 
um, and they feel like family and it's just such a nice environment to be in and that's been critical for me. I feel really, well, one, I feel I'm, I've got goose pimples and shivers, at, you know, as we talk, you know, I feel really grateful. I'm not even sure that's the right word, Amanda, that you you want to share this uh, with us as well and share with the wider community. And you shared with me the communication that you sent to your team. And you said in the note is, you know, when we have the courage to walk into our story and own it, we get to write the ending. And that's another, it's another sort of Brené Brown, isn't it? And I think we talked sort of last week before we were recording this, didn't we? When, you know, and I didn't want to force you into talking about this, but you talked really openly about, you know, about those role models, other people in this situation. And this is a, a, a huge thing to deal with, a huge illness to deal with. But like you say, one in eight, the, the advances in medical science are, you know, phenomenal. But the way we were talking when we were having our pre-chat was about, you know, I want work is part of me. And, you know, it's, it's important to talk about how, you know, those role models that you have to help you through this journey and you, and, and finding them in your work environment as well, which it, it normally, you know, when you sort of suffer, um, and, you know, sort of something, this devastating news, it can suddenly sort of put a divide, can't it? And works over there. And I'm now going to be over here and I'll deal with it. But, this is very much coming. Your work, Accenture, have really jumped in to support you, haven't they? And and individuals have come forward. Being incredible. I mean, even Shaheen, the head of our UKI technology, I've not met her. I've not spoken to her. I've heard her speak. She's an amazing lady. And she took over from a good friend of mine, Sarah, who's been a brilliant sponsor for, through my career. But she personally called me and she sent, and she, before that, she'd sent me an email saying, we are with you every step of the way and we are by your side and I don't want you worrying about anything and we're here for whatever you need. I feel incredibly blessed that um, I have that support, but I also think I've enabled it because I've been open and transparent. And so I've allowed, I've opened my arms to allow people to support me and that will make me stronger and help me get through this in a much better mental state than perhaps if I've tried to do it independently and alone. And it also takes some pressure off my friends and family because I'm not entirely depending on them to keep me upright um, through the difficult times. And what would you say to someone who's listening to this, who's received some, you know, some news that sort of shifted their access, their access, sorry, and, you know, do I tell my employer, you know, will they think differently? Will they treat different, you know, treat me differently? Is it going to disadvantage me? All those thoughts going through your head. What, what are the, what's the top tip or the, the best bit of advice that you would pass on to, and you're very early on this journey? Yeah, I think it's difficult actually, because I fully appreciate that not everybody has that supportive employee network that I have. Um, I'd like to think most people do. I'd like to think, you know, my, my first inclination would be, yes, tell them, get that support. Um, you have, you know, we all have, a lot of us have employee assistance programs at our fingertips. Um, I'm in close contact with one of our MDs, Helen Baker. She's been awesome. She just sent me this morning. Do you remember that we've got free access to Thrive app, which gives you CBT training? And so I'm going to start doing that. There's some of the tools I'd forgotten about. Um, so you may find you get access to tools and support that you didn't even know was there. Um, if your instincts are telling you that is really not the right thing to do, then, uh, then explore it with some of your closer network Um if you've got any sponsors in the organization if you have a mentor i mean my mentor jasmine 
within Accenture has been brilliant again, very supportive. And I'd only just recently gone on, started that mentoring relationship with her. But it, it again emphasizes the importance of through your career, making sure you know who your sponsors are, have those mentors in place, know who your allies are, because you'll need them if times get tough. Absolutely. And I think massive fan, aren't we, of, of mentoring? And I think mentoring is about being the best version of yourself. It's not always about being the best IT specialist or being the best business development is about, about being the best version of you. And I think to build that tribe around you and build that community, you've built a community for others within the career, mum, and within your businesses that you've traversed. So I think, you know, this is where um, you being visible and audible about your story, I think is, is brave and courageous, but also really important. And so, you know, I'm really grateful. And I know in your uh, letter to your team that you said that, that you'd love to hear from people, you want some of those successes, and you want some of those odd motivational so how can people get in touch with you? We'll put it in the show notes. But if people want to share, if people got some ridiculous gifts or some fantastic motivational, let's build a story. Let's build to help Amanda's book. Um, how can they get in touch, Amanda? Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, so you, if you look up Amanda Newman on LinkedIn, you'll find me. Or come and join my community, The Career Mum. So um, facebook.com slash groups forward slash The Career Mum. And email I mean I'm not really keeping on top of email I have to admit so LinkedIn and, and the career mum would be the best first first places but yeah I do it, it does actually really strengthen me I think I'm um, perhaps I'm an extrovert but I, I find a real strength from a feeling of belonging and being in a team and having that tribe that you mentioned Simone and I feel that with Northern Power Women and I have done for a few years now I feel it with the career mum and I'm going to tell the community prior to them hearing this podcast uh, and I know I'm going to get an outpouring of love and support from that. Yeah, I would welcome any gifts, anything to make me laugh, any successes that people might have had. I love hearing about other people's successes. Anything that will bring some joy to my life would be welcome. Brilliant. And we're all good on the virtual hugs as well in the uh, in the community. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your sort of openness and, you know, you're just so positive. You really are. But I think, you know, uh, now I just think it's time that we have some life lessons. And I'm going to ask you, Amanda, to introduce them as you know this person very well, don't you? Yes. So I asked Jo to record her life lessons. Um, she approached me earlier in the year. She had um, joined my part of the organisation within Accenture, um, had felt a bit stuck for a while. And she'd actively gone through profiles and sought out the mentor that she thought would best suit her. So really, I was always impressed by that, that she'd taken time to research. When she set up a meeting with me and asked for me to be, we call it a people lead. So she'd asked me to be her people lead. And that's the person who's kind of invested in you and supporting your career. Um, she knew a lot about me already and she liked my values. And so I was really pleased to give her this opportunity. She's fantastic. She's real talent in the North and um yeah, really pleased that she could share her life lessons with us. Brilliant. Here's our Joe's lessons. How have I dealt with being overlooked either for a project, a job or a promotion? Well, I have been overlooked for promotions and I believe everyone feels sad. But I think you've got to start by knowing that you have given it your best shot. You pull yourself together by the bootstrings. And the very next day, you do something that really inspires you, something that you really, really like doing. 
and that's how you start the cycle all over again. Can I tell you who is a role model for me outside my family? Well, I'm very blessed to have a lot of uh, very inspiring women in my family. But outside of that, I have two role models. One is uh, Ms. Sushmita Sen. Um, she comes from a very similar background as me. She was a Miss Universe. She was an actress. Um, she is a mother to two lovely adopted girls. And she is a women's rights activist. She inspires me immensely. Another person who, um, uh, who inspires me a lot is not a person, but a character. And that's Scarlett O'Hara from Gone with the Wind. I find Scarlett an extremely powerful and driven person, um, which I always aspire to be. Have I ever dealt with workplace bullying and what did I do? Um, yes, I have uh, dealt with workplace bullying many times. The first time it happened to me, I ignored it. The second time it happened to me, I complained about it. But eventually, uh, from the third time onwards, I learned to stand my own ground. I think you should make sure that you don't lose your self-respect, dignity and equanimity. And uh, you need to come back to people um, with a superior quality work and show them that you are a force to be reckoned with. Have I ever changed careers? That's a very good question. Yes, I have changed my career multiple times. I started my life um, as a human resources executive after finishing my MBA, uh, post which I, uh, I became an SAP consultant. So I was a SAP consultant for human resources, after which I did um, pre-sales work in the consumer goods and services industry. I changed countries, I changed continents, uh, and now I'm a banking consultant um, with an Accenture. I think the one thing that you'll see in my career is that there is a thread and each step seems a logical progression to grow vertically but also horizontally and, and I've learned a lot from each one of my roles. When has a failure turned out to be a positive experience? Um, so I think the, the, the failure that, um, that I'm talking about is the fact that I didn't get through the lottery for the US H-1B visa, um, which was quite interesting because that was my starting point to come to the UK. Uh, it was at the start of a new career in the banking industry, after which I met the most amazing man and now I'm happily married and settled in the UK. There were some brilliant, brilliant nuggets uh, in there, as there always are in these fantastic um, life lessons. You know, how have you dealt with being overlooked for a job, a project or promotion? You know, just knowing that you've given it your best shot. It's as simple as that sometimes, isn't it? You know, um, don't, you know, and take the positives from it, you know, but you've got to pull yourself up by the bootstrings and the very next day do something that really inspires you, you know, and I could feel when I listened to that, I could feel that real spring in that step you know and the next question you know, how have you ever dealt with workplace bullying and what did you do 
you need to come back to people with a superior quality of work and show them that you are a force to be reckoned with. I always feel like that's the Michelle Barber moment, you know, if someone's going to go low, then you go high. So, you know what, there's always a positive, isn't it? And I think I love what you said there, Amanda, about how she sort of researched you, she sought you out, because that's about making those purposeful relationships, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, she's very good at that. Oh, well, now after those brilliant life lessons, it's time we're going to have some high fives from our community. And at the at the end of last week, we had the Queen's Birthday Honours and there was a, a little flurry of uh, Northern Power Women community. Uh, we've got Anne Longfield and Sarah Waddington both awarded CBEs for their work. Teresa Grant awarded an OBE, Liz Tapner an MBE and Kira Byland was also awarded a, a BEM. So a massive, massive high five to everybody in the community who has received honours this week. Any high fives from your world this week? I mean there's probably many but I've already mentioned Helen Baker um, she's one of our MDs in the north um, great talent Preston last up in Newcastle but she's been fantastic support to me for the last few weeks um, so a massive high five to her I'm grateful for that. Fantastic and we've got a few more we've got uh, our very own Philly Strawn and her high five is that Team Northern Power Women have all of a sudden jumped into Couch to 5K. And I, I'm, I'm me too. I am not a runner. I don't like running. And Philly and Emma have been going through this over the last few weeks. And I've been like, mm, whatever. Anyway, the other day, I think it was the start of last week. I thought, oh, do you know what? There's something. I get up every day and I do the yoga, but there was something. Anyway, I downloaded the Couch to 5K app and I thought, I'll do it. I'll keep it a secret and just see. I challenge myself. Let me see if I can do it. Have you ever done it, Amanda? I've actually done a few half marathons and just before my diagnosis, I thought I'm going to get fit and I signed up to do a half marathon at the end of September. I think that might be a bit ambitious now. But I'll maybe postpone it till next year. Well, do you know what? I, I've started it. I'm on, where am I now? Day three. Uh, Gina is part of the team I found out, uh, is also on week one as well. She's done two runs. So we're going to get through this together. So we seem to have Good this. Time. So anyone, a big shout out there. If you were doing Couch to 5K, if you're like me, hate running, but actually feel like you want, this again, it's part of that community, isn't there, around you. Let's yeah. do it together. Let's walk and jog together. Walk run whatever let's do it together let us know if you're part of the couch to 5k and we will give you a high five Emma Kane used to be part of our team. She's just got back into running after a long injury. Uh, we've got a high five from Jane Moore from I Am More for Lynn Locke. Um, Lynn has created 400 Kickstarter jobs and placing almost 70 people in work so far, which is fantastic and a massive high five. Big high five to Claire Spellman of Liverpool Football Club, who's just joined the Dot Art Board on the recommendation of powerlister Susan Black. And uh, Lucy at Dot Art is very much welcoming her at Energy. So Lots of really positive things. And the other thing I seem to have wrote myself into this week is Alex Cousins has convinced me to do an abseil of Liverpool Anglican Cathedral for the wow. for the Liverpool FC what? Foundation. I know, that's a big thing. I mean, I'm, I'm an Evertonian anyway, but I'm on the, the new steering board of the Liverpool uh, Football Club Foundation, which does so much to support. Uh, underrepresented individuals in the community but it wasn't till I've said yes that Philly's just pointed out that it's 101 metres high. I mean I don't envy that but go next we'll see you on um, the SAS programme. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, me, me and Ant, I can just see yeah. it now. But listen, it's been absolutely joy uh, to have you sort of as a co-pilot with us today. We are sending much love. We are sending the biggest healing happy thoughts for you for this Sunday coming the 27th. Please do keep us informed. But, you know, collectively, Northern Power Women community has your back. Thank you. Thanks so much, Simone. Thanks, everybody. And thank you so much. Please do get in touch with your motivational gifts and your notes of support for Amanda. As I say, we'll put the details in the show notes. Get in touch with us at North Power Women or find us on LinkedIn or even send us an email at podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. We'd love to know what you think, whichever form of communication you would prefer. So that concludes another episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. Thank you so much for the inspiration inspirational Amanda for agreeing to co-host with me and share a story I'll be back with you on Monday the 28th of June with Sam refreshed and probably shopped out from New York City but for now I'm Simone Roche she is Amanda Newman and this has been a what goes on media production Hold up. 